0: and fighting uh, for what your rights are and simply surrender your life to Christ. Simply surrender your life to Christ. Just recently, I was on, uh, uh, on Facebook, uh, just kind of going along, clicking on some things and uh, not looking for my opinions, uh, purposes and others, but just going on. And all of a sudden, an ad popped up as they always do. And there was this guy that went into talking about uh, that he was offering the opportunity of a lifetime. And naturally, the way I'm wired, I'm like, okay, what, 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 you know, I'm at a stage where, man, I like to figure out what it's all about, knowing that I'm supposed to be in Christ. And I, I looked a little bit longer, and he was talking about how that at a certain age, our memory starts to fade a little bit. And I thought, hmm. I noticed on sermons when there's sermon preparation, sometimes I, I forget what I'm supposed to say and what I'm supposed to say. I forget. And, and I can't remember. I thought, man, this might be the thing for me. This might be the one opportunity that will be a game changer for me. Anyone ever pursue what looks like a game changer? Anyone ever try to buy what someone else is selling when they're trying to tell you who you are instead of finding who you are in Christ? Well, I went along a little while, to be honest with you, and I finally realized, man, this is this is just garbage. Th- this is not the real deal. See, my purpose is only found in Christ. I want to take a moment to tell you what your purpose is. Everyone ready for me to tell you the purpose for your life? I, I can tell you today. <laughs> I mean, we all want to know it. I mean, we, we want to know what that one, I'm, I'm about to tell you <laughs> what the purpose for your life is. Are you, are you ready? Now, now for, for Drew, I, I know the purpose for a pastor already. You guys know what it is too, right? To comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comforted comfortable that that's just the purpose of a pastor but, but let me tell you what your purpose is our purpose is simply uh to accept and to live into three things just three you can remember these three things you'll do these three you'll do well our purpose is to to live in to surrender uh, to live into to suffering and to live in to sacrifice now, now, I grew up in, in a charismatic movement, and we definitely don't like that second one, suffering. No, no, baby, no, we don't need to suffer. But, but, but if we lived into those three things, then I think we would be living into our very purpose here on earth. See, our real purpose is to live out not our plans, not our mission, our vision, but the mission of God. The missio Dei, which says that God Himself can reveal Himself through Christ and wants to use you and I as an agent of change to reveal Christ to those who are far. From the Father. And we can do that best in a state of surrender, suffering, and sacrifice. We're called to surrender to the will of God and to the ways of God. We're called to embrace suffering. To, you, know, you know the best way to embrace suffering? If you live long enough, you'll know how to embrace because suffering will come right to your front door. Maybe it's, it's, it's suffering because you, you've done something right. Maybe it's suffering because you did, you, you did nothing wrong at all. But I believe that if we're going to follow Christ, we're going to have to learn what it means to embrace suffering. And the final thing there, we're called to sacrifice, to lay down our lives, our own desires and our own plans, our own wills to the Father. I want us to take a look at a passage here. In the, it's in the book of Matthew, and it spells it out uh, so clear. Here's what it says. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. Anyone who intends to come after me, Jesus said, has to let me lead. Let's stop right there because that first one speaks to surrender. See, if we're going to truly be Christ's father, if we're going to be Jesus' father, if we are those who who truly believe that we are in Christ, we're going to have to let him lead. You're not in the driver's seat, he says. I am. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Now, this may be a tough one, but but guys, you know how it is if if you're driving down the street. I'm sure Drew, Pastor Drew, doesn't know how this is. You know, but but I, I've got a wife and, and sometimes every now and again, even though I'm in the driver's seat, I, it's not always words, but sometimes I'll get, I'll get disappointed, like, oh, this way. Or you could have gone that way. And I'm looking over, well, this this way works too. And I'll go along, okay, hmm, maybe maybe we should go that way. And of course, being the stubborn guy that I am at times, well, I know I, I know which way to go. And, and the reality is, oftentimes, I absolutely do not know uh, which way to go. And I'm grateful for someone who's in the passenger seat. But here's the key for you and I. Jesus is in the passenger seat, uh, the driver's seat, and he knows the way to go. We don't know the way to go. We need to surrender our lives to him. Let him lead. And it goes on further to say, don't run from suffering. Don't run suffering, but do what? What does it say we should do? Embrace it. embrace it. Don't run from suffering, but embrace it. I said it earlier, but in 2022 and this year, there are going to be some great reasons to celebrate. God's going to do some amazing things just as he did in 2021. But the truth is in 2021, man, there was, there was some great suffering that we had to embrace. Even here where people we loved are no longer here on this side. Even still, as we look ahead now, we see the rate of COVID rising. There's going to be great suffering in the world that we live in, even while we're still following Jesus. But the important thing for us is to, to reach out and to embrace suffering. And you know the best way to embrace suffering is to reach out and embrace someone who is suffering. Reach out and embrace the person suffering who's your neighbor, who's in, in your in your Sunday school class, in your growth group. Reach out and embrace your neighbor who's suffering who who who, who works at the local grocery store. It's the best thing we can do. Don't run from suffering, embrace it. Then he says this, follow me and I'll show you how. We don't often see that part of what it means to follow Jesus, but follow Jesus and he'll show us how to embrace suffering. Goes on to say, self-help is no help at all. Self-help is no help at all. Boy, in in my 20s and uh when I was nineteen, but I love self help. If you look at my bookshelves at home, man, you'll see great books by the Norman Vincent Peel, uh Stephen Covey. Some of you are too young to even know who that is. Uh highly effective people, you know, how to become the you know, what matters most, man. I, I remember signing up and going to these seminars where, where I wanted to live my best life. My parents, who, who didn't have much, encouraged us to do the best we could, and not only in following Christ, but, but taking education seriously, man. And I, I thought that that was the way to go. I thought self-help was the key. And my son will still tell you today one of our favorite pastimes was to go to this place called Half Price Bookstore. Most of you probably never heard of that because you probably find those on your devices. But we would go and spend hours there and I, I would go through book after book and I would buy and read and just I had my life steeped around this idea of self-help. But the truth is self-help is no help at all when it comes to fulfilling the mission of God. This passage, goes on to say in closing, what kind of deal is it to get everything you want? I, I learned a lot Bought my first house when I was 21. Oh, I had to have a deal. Oh, that's a great deal. Went on and bought my second house at 23. Oh, man, I'm doing good. It's it's a great deal. What kind of deal is it, though, to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade for your soul? And my encouragement to you uh, today is to live lives in Christ. If anyone is in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5 says that person is a, a new creation, gets a fresh start. old things are passed away. Uh, Behold, all things are made new. New year, new you. If the new you is found in Christ. Bow your head with me. Uh, Gracious God, I thank you for today, for the opportunity to share uh, with my brothers and sisters uh, what it means to live lives on purpose. God, uh, we way too often, even like those who who are not believers, wrestle with the idea of our purpose and and trying to find meaning here on this earth you've already told us that this is not our home that we're simply passing through God help us to recognize that while we're passing through our primary purpose is to to live out your mission here on the earth to love the unlovable to reach out and embrace those who are are suffering to sacrifice our own plans and our desires to, to, to give and to serve one another To embrace suffering, those who are steeped in pain and sorrow. Help us to live it out. In Christ's name, amen.